And welcome to the podcast of Do You Know the Mob? I'm your co-host, Samuel Bratton, and my opener just never gets old, does it, Brandon? <laughs> oh, it doesn't. It does not. It's Brandon Ellis, folks, and we're jived. I got some tea. I'm ready to roll. What kind of tea are you drinking? It is sleepy time, but it oh. gets me riled up. I'm like a cat <laughs> on cabinet. So my first date with uh, Nancy Claire, I... Um, didn't uh, like coffee, and we went on a coffee date because that's a common date thing, right, Brandon? It's a very so Christian I, school date thing, but yes. Well, that's what I learned. Chai tea was my gateway to the oh. coffee shops. So I'm a chai tea fan. I can't say I like any of that other stuff unless it's sweet tea. <laughs> chai tea is always tasty. You know, it just hits all the spots. It's warm. It's sweet. It's cozy. Well, I always debate: do you go cold or warm in the tea? You know, mm-hmm. you get, but I guess for me, it depends on the season. So right now I'd go cold, but when it gets winter, I'll definitely go with the warm stuff and I'll burn my tongue usually. So if it's not <laughs> sweet tea, it's hot. Exactly. Exactly. I just realized I was charging my, trying to charge my phone with my laptop uh, charger. That doesn't work. <laughs> oh, gosh. That's, a good way to damage your, that's a good way to damage your tech. Uh, folks, thanks for joining us. We've had some good listens lately. I mean, we hit over 20 on our last episode like that. So, Brandon, we got to strike the iron wall hot. Got to strike the wall hot. Hey, screen <laughs> recommendations, folks. We want to we wanna research what you want us to research. Speaking of which, we did have our one and only spy guy email us back. Oh, spy guy. So, the one, one of them we're going to do today is from our loyal listener, whoever that is. We love you, but we don't know who the heck you are, <laughs> just the way he likes it. So, well, I'm wondering, I just would love to know, I'd like for him to email us just saying if we know him or not, because it's okay. Uh, but I don't know. Uh, I think I'd be, would you be more excited if it's someone we don't know? Or because well, I think it'll bother me if we do know who it is. <laughs> well, the theory for a little bit was it was someone pulling our leg that we knew, but I think it's way too deep now to be that. Hey, this person's into history. And Brandon, if there's one thing I know about you, you respect someone who's a history buff. So, Oh, I love it. I love it. <laughs> well, Brandon, we'll get the trivia started. So uh, this one's going to be uh, pretty random, pretty fun. But uh, let's see what you got. You just got to guess through some of these, you know? <laughs> well, hey, I hit 70% last time. I'm feeling good. Well, I'm glad we got your hopes high. I'm glad we got them high. So this one is going to be... And, you know, some of these are very um, subjective because I try to do, like, best rated things. This one is going to be the best rated zoos in the United States of America. So the best rated zoos. So the top 10 rated zoos. So you're just going to name what you think would be considered top 10. I know you've gone to so many zoos in your life, Brandon. Got it. All right. You ready? Uh, Yes, I'm ready. Shoot, Shoot me straight here. Give it to me. Cleveland, Cincinnati, New York City, Washington, D.C., Los Angeles, Dallas-Fort Worth. You're rattling them off well. Atlanta. Have I said Chicago yet? I said Chicago. Mm-hmm. Okay. I got three left. Let's see. Um, Brandon, do me a favor. Back off the mic a little. Back off the mic. There we go. There it is. <laughs> uh, Houston. Mm-hmm. And then one more good one. Mm. 
If I said Washington, mm-hmm. D.C., I said Washington, D.C. Mm-hmm. You know, I like to throw a fancy one in there. We'll go with Tampa. Okay, okay. So, yeah, use that a little shout-out to your wife or something there, a Tampa girl. Yeah, I like, I like to – I don't know if anyone knows that. I like a wild one towards the end. <laughs> you do like to pick a wild guess out there. So, oh, yeah. the number one, Brandon, and it's kind of famous and iconic, the San Diego Zoo, San Diego. <laughs> so, okay, anchor man. <laughs> uh, if you ever seen the movie Madagascar, their whole goal is to get, I think, San Diego – but uh, they don't end up making it there, obviously. They get to Madagascar. <laughs> um, number two, this might surprise some people, St. Louis Zoo. The St. Mm. Louis Zoo. Mm-hmm. Number three, and this one I've been to, Omaha, the Henry Dooley Zoo in Omaha. Omaha, I knew Omaha. That. I'll I just say, I feel like you that. did. Mm-hmm. Now, number four, this one you're going to kick yourself for because I don't think most people would have thought of it. But Disney's Animal Kingdom, Disney's Animal Kingdom, <laughs> they count. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. Disney World. So, huh. Uh, number five, Columbus Zoo, Columbus, Ohio. Number six, the Bronx Zoo in Bronx, so New York City. I'm not doing well. That's no, all right. Number seven, need uh, need you to hold up a hand and respect Cincinnati Zoo. Respect Rombe. For Rombe. <laughs> I got that one. Okay. Sorry, I got never, that forget, one. <laughs> never forget. Never <laughs> forget. I do want to see the Rombe uh, statue someday. I bet that gets a lot of people taking photos with them. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. Uh, number eight, Woodland Park in Seattle. Number nine, I'm going to count this for you, the Smithsonian National Zoo, which would be Washington, D.C. So, Thank I think you. That Thank you. Mm-hmm. And then number 10, shout out to Christian Brewer. The Denver Zoo. The Denver Zoo. You know, I feel like that was when the professor tries to help a student that's failing, but he still fails. <laughs> <laughs> no, you got the location right. It's good enough. So those are your top 10 best rated zoos. I'm sure there's some arguable moments there, but I've always heard San Diego, Omaha, Smithsonian. Those are definitely some common up there ones for sure. So Was the Jonesboro Zoo pretty high on that list, Sam? What is that called? Limestone or whatever? You know, they should have been. It's actually pretty good. If they would have uh, still be alive, I'm sure uh, Tiger King, Joe Exotic's one would count. Oh, my gosh. uh, Wasn't that in the middle of nowhere, Oklahoma, Brandon? Isn't that like a really rural area? Yeah, it's about maybe an hour south of Oklahoma City. Because I know, well, I guess that's not too bad being that far out of Oklahoma City. Because, yeah, you want space, but you do need to be somewhat near a populated area. <laughs> but I yeah, guess it's, it's, long, it's, yeah. Yeah, I'm just really glad that that's, what, that's the one thing people know about my home state. Not even tornadoes. <laughs> it's Joe Exotic. I wish um, you do. You could always wonder if Joe Exotic wouldn't have gone to jail and such. Would they have made like a boatload of money for a couple of years at least? You know, I mean, at that zoo. But. The Probably. world will never know because Carol Baskins shut that thing down. Carol <laughs> Baskins. Carol Baskins. All right, Brandon. So from our spy guy, we're going to start out with the one, the only, uh, Angelo Gina, a.k.a. Bloody Angelo. Bloody Angelo. <laughs> uh, am I saying it right? G-E-N-N-A. Gina. Gina. I got to say it with the Gina, Gina, Gina. Jenna, yeah, I feel like but, Jenna, although that feel like I don't know, that sounds all right. 
Well, Bloody Angelo, what a nickname. That's all I got to say. Bloody Angelo. <laughs> wonder what he's known for. <laughs> so, uh, Angelo was born on February 3rd, 1898 in Marsala, Sicily. So, we got another Italian-born uh, immigrant in our list. He was born to Antonio and Mary Sancor, Jenna. He and his brothers entered the U.S. through New York City around 1910. So, he was about to be a teenager. Angelo gets a lot of credit because he was the leader of his own Sicily gang. He did have many brothers and sisters, including some famous ones. Antonio the Gentleman, Mike the Devil, <laughs> Vincenzo Jim, uh, Peter Salvador, and Sam and Nicole. Uh, anyway, so some good nicknames in there. So the Jenna family became close-knit-based mafia and bootlegging gang. They were closely allied with a uh, family in Chicago, the Spingola family. Their gang feuded and butted heads in the underworld organization of Al Capone. We've seen this many times, for sure, and usually we know who wins, Brandon. <laughs> Al <True>. Capone's group. <laughs> uh, the conflict would become a real bloody one. I think I'm putting together the nickname. So, Angelo Gina was tried and acquitted for one murder, accused but not prosecuted in another murder, and then beginning in 19, or at the end, toward the end of 1923, he served a sentence of one year and one day in the Levensworth prison for intimidating a witness. I love, I mean, I don't love, that's the wrong word, but it is funny to me, the whole, I mean, these mobsters, like, intimidated jury people, witnesses, I mean, it was a real, like, taking a, how would you say at the U.S. prosecution level really challenged <laughs> what we have in the United States? <laughs> um, so he got married, and uh, um, the sister of his ally and business partner, Peter Spingola, in 1925, uh, was having a wedding, and it was lavish, 3,000 guests, and was recorded as a 2,000 pound wedding cake. Holy cow! Wow. <laughs> Talk about going full out for a wedding. <laughs> I hope that the cake was still not dry. Yeah, that's all we can. Hopefully it was tasty. So Anthony hired Jenna to kill supporters of the Alderman John Powers. Uh, Angela was suspected of killing certain people, uh, Powers supporters that won elections, and was considered in the Alderman War. Brandon, can you explain to us what exactly the Alderman War was? Yes. So... The Alderman War, I think it's helpful first to understand exactly what an alderman is because I had a rough understanding of what that was. Same here. <laughs> yes. An alderman is an elected member of a municipal council. So okay. there's your basic understanding. You're on the city government. And I think there's several depending on which area of the city you're in. So you're over a certain area. So anyway, the Alderman War was a series of murders and violent rioting between warring Alderman Johnny DePau Powers and Anthony DeAndre um, in the teens and 1920s. And then over a period of five years, over 30 people were killed. And yeah. over the control of the bloody 19th Ward of Chicago's Little Italy. Mm. So. Uh, Johnny Powers had been a longtime political boss since the 1800s in the area. He was Irish. However, Powers uh, was facing down the Italian-American Anthony DeAndre and ran against Junior Alderman and Powers' position. And so 
They for three different contests over the years, they went against each other in a grim, actually grim practice emerged during this time where there was a tree that apparently they would carve the name of the person they were going to kill into, which is interesting. Mm. Mm-hmm. And then after his final defeat, uh, DeAndre was killed. So kind of powers one in the end. So mm. interesting. Interesting. Definitely living up to the bloody nicknames and bloody wars. <laughs> yes. Well, it's interesting, too. They're fighting over the right to run this area of the city, and I'm sure racketeering was part of that. And, yeah, it was interesting. Now, our main character in this, he was arrested and tried for the murder of some people. Yeah, defense attorney who was a friend of D'Andrea. But in 1922, Angela was persecuted for prosecuted for a different murder mm. uh, who had identified him on his deathbed, which I thought um, talk about last words there. <laughs> Angelo was not convicted on either charge, however, but we're going to see him going in and out of a lot of prison here. OK, later that year, he was sentenced to a year in prison after being convicted for the prostitution of a 15 year old girl. Oh, that is not uh, good. No bueno. That's not what you want. No, 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 no. These are not good people, folks. Just in case you sometimes I think people forget, we are not highlighting good folks here. <laughs> not outstanding citizens. <laughs> um, at the end of 1922, Angela was arrested by detectives after being named as a stolen goods fence for a gang accused of killing a different man. Um, I feel like his uh, murder tally is getting up there, by the way. Uh, the yeah, genius... we, need to keep a running, we need to keep a running tally for our mobsters. I would be curious who has the most. It's probably hard because some are disputed, but I'm sure we could have a record book going on. <laughs> um, I'll back and count them. Mm-hmm. So uh, the genios became a close-knit, uh, uh, excuse me. So they ended up obtaining a federal license to legally manufacture industrial alcohol when they sold this um, illegally, obviously, in the Chicago Loop. They started selling the extra alcohol at cut-rate prices outside their territory, which, as we know with mobsters, is a big deal when you go outside your territory. So Dino Banyan, uh, Johnny the Fox Torio, these guys were not fans of that. Um, so when uh, basically they tried to add them back down, and Torio refused, and Banyan began hijacking shipments of alcohol from the Genius brothers. In 1924, Dino Banyan uh, signed into his own death warrant, as uh, we've talked about when he uh, had an argumentative phone call with Bloody Angelo. Their disagreement oriented at the ship, the gambling casino of the Northside gang boss owned in the Torio Syndicate. On this day, Dino Banyan, Dino, sorry, Dino Banyan sat in with Al Capone, Frank Nitti, Frank Rio, and others to tally the week's profits. It was mentioned that Bloody Angelo had dropped a large amount of cash in a sizable marker. Capone recommended that they cancel the marker as a professional courtesy. O'Bannon instead got Angelo on the telephone and demanded that he pay his debt within weeks. So I thought that was kind of interesting. Al Capone remaining calm, kind of forgiving, Dean O'Bannon not. Mm. Uh, so with this personal insult, Angelo and his family could no longer be restrained. Uh, they had refused to sanction. They, they uh, hit, oh, sorry, they tried to put a hit on O'Bannon. Uh, however, did not work. Toria ordered that the Genias to murder O'Bannon, and the brothers carried out the hit in November. So two of the Genias men entered O'Bannon's flower shop and murdered him. Okay, so Dino Mannion, after that, 
Dean Ovanian hit. Chicago erupted into a five-year full-scale war, which we've talked about. So the Northsiders attempted to assassinate Johnny Torrio outside his home and uh, Al Capone as well. The Northsiders took aim at the Genius Brothers. In 1925, uh, Morian, uh, Vincent, Drusi, Jaime Weiss, we've all gone over. They shot and wounded Angelo numerous times during a high-speed car chase, causing Angelo, causing Angelo to crash his car into a lamppost. This is a very movie-like moment, I feel like. <laughs> yeah. Very, like, high-speed chase scene. I'm waiting for Hollywood to come out with one. That's right, yeah. So Angelo was rushed to the hospital when police asked him who shot him. He merely shrugged. You got to respect it, Brandon. You got to respect <laughs> it. <laughs> Absolutely. He died shortly afterwards while his brothers, brother Sam, wife, and brother-in-law were at his bedside. So... A lot of murdering, a lot of a lot of going back and forth. As we've talked about Chicago, it got real, real juicy, real dicey, real quick. But at the end, it was that a car did. chase scene that would end him. So lamppost, boom. <laughs> That's how I get you. That'll get you every time. Get you every time. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, Brandon, I tell you what. After this podcast, I think I'm going to watch a nice classic movie of Balls of Fury. <laughs> 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 that's what you got from that movie that uh, this story that cracks me up <laughs> well i just you know i just have been inspired by ping pong lately so <laughs> wow well if you want on a, a ping pong criminal <laughs> there you folks have it of do you know the mob thanks for listening i'm your co-host sam bren and this is brendan ellis signing off Hey, listeners, or as we like to say, our nosy neighbors. I'm Mary. And I'm Kylie. And we are the hosts of Sipping with Snapped, a true crime podcast. We cover well to not so well-known solved cases. Find us on your favorite podcast platform. See you in in our our neighborhood. neighborhood. Cheers. Cheers.